Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. We are living in an increasingly polarized world. My administration has accomplished more than almost any administration. We must begin now. Welcome to the Bolton Podcast. Hello and welcome everyone to the latest episode of our Bulletin Podcast. This is me, Smriti. And I'm Noor. Hello, everybody. And today we will be talking about EU's Digital Service Act. And we have our guest speaker, Dr. Hasneen Bokhari. Uh, welcome, Professor Bokhari. Yeah, would you like to introduce uh, yourself to our listeners briefly? Thank you very much, Simriti. Thank you very much, Noor. Thank you for the invite. Uh, I am based in Erfurt and in Erfurt University, I hold a PhD uh, in electronic governance. So most of my work is focused on uh, digital society, digital economy and uh, e-services. And uh, prior to that, I also had a, a degree, MA degree in public policy. And I've been working on a number of projects focused on uh, internet politics, cyber culture, and education. And uh, my projects have been funded by the German Academic Exchange Service, German Federal Foreign Office, uh, as well as the uh, Thuringian Ministry of uh, Science, Economics, and Digital Society. So far, I have been mostly based in Erfurt, and uh, that's where I have been teaching at the Willy Brandt School of Public Policy since 2011. But I'm also uh, uh, an external associate with the University of Manchester. So this is a bit of a background about me. Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Bokhari, for your uh, brief intro. Uh, now, without any further delay, we would like to go to our uh topic of discussion and I would like to start with the first question so what exactly is this uh, EU's digital service act I mean could you talk about it a little more yeah sure uh, basically the idea of digital services act goes back to the debate of this increasing and and influencing role of online platforms as well as the digital businesses uh, but the important question here is that in today's day and age, um, we as internet users, um, how do how do we uh, um, you know perform in this big digital space and big digital ecosystem? Do we feel safe and do we feel protected? And this is where the European Commission comes in, who has been working on this act uh, for past few years. To your question, Digital Services Act, it Perhaps it's an important idea that it needs to be understood as a part of two legislative proposals in order to streamline the governance of digital services. And these two proposals are the Digital Markets Act and the Digital Service Act. So both these initiatives together, they aim to create a safer and more open cyberspace within the European Union. The second aspect is related to the online businesses. And I think this is quite an important aspect because it, 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 it promises the promotion of competitiveness and equal opportunities of growth where all these small and big players in the online business world have similar opportunities. So Digital Services Act, to put it together, will be applicable across all the EU member states and pr 
promises to offer protection of all things digital in European Union. Right. So that's that. That sounds like it's 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 meant to sort of permeate uh, our our digital experience on almost every level. But mm-hmm. we, but when we talk about digital services, so what are the specific services that will be included for somebody who doesn't really know a lot about this? Um, I think it is it is an important question because digital services include um, um, a big variety of online services, and I believe a bit of categorization might be necessary here. In this big universe of World Wide Web, you see that there are a number of services, and these range from just simple websites to um, internet infrastructure services. And then these include those players that provide consumers, businesses, and governments these internet via different media. But then you also have these online platform as well as the cloud services. So all of these services are a part of that big definition of digital, digital services. So basically, it's the wide spectrum of services within the digital space. But don't forget that now that I'm talking about this big digital space, there are also these online intermediaries. And we use the web and internet to connect with them. Google, Amazon, YouTube, or even our own ISP can be considered as a good example of internet intermediaries. So the rules that have been laid out in the Digital Services Act, they primarily concern with these intermediaries and platforms. To give you a bit of a more detailed example, we probably need to further categorize these digital services, which is your question, by looking at the service providers, just so you understand this a bit more in a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So for example, you have online marketplaces. And these include eBay, Alibaba, Amazon. Mm-hmm. But don't forget the German examples like Zalando or Otto or Metro. Mm-hmm. In the second category, you can also consider online social networks as digital services. Examples include Facebook and Twitter. Quite an example, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also have big search engines and the way they operate their algorithms. Then you have content sharing platforms like blogging or video sharing websites like YouTube. So you cannot ignore another digital services, which is another digital service, which now also comes to my mind, which is the App Store. Yeah, the App Store that is also the one that by Android platforms, such as I think it's called as Play Store or the Apple's App Store they all will be regulated under the Digital Services Act, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, given that, you know, we've already established that the internet does not have boundaries the way that our geographies have boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to what extent will the international community feel an impact from the Digital Services Act? Well, from the looks of it, it seems, yes, as if the Digital Services Act would possibly be an entirely European affair. But, you know, I invite you to read the Act and go a bit deeper, and you will realize that the Act will have an international repercussions. You see, in 
past few years, there has been a lot of media attention towards manipulative potential of social networks, just an, as an example. Mm-hmm. There have been studies, both in the press as well as in academia, that how social networks can or have been using or have used the, you know, this this manip- manipulation of election results or at least negatively influence, influencing the election outcomes. There have been studies in the press as well as in academia that have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you also know that a lot of times the big tech receives a lot of criticism for being too dominant or sometimes too monopolizing in their approach. But notice who are the oxygen for this for these platforms? It's us, the people. So Digital Services Act calls out to protect all users like you and me in the European Union, both in regard to their safety from, let's say, illegal goods, content or services and their fundamental rights. You know, the example comes to my mind now that from banking sector, mm-hmm. you know, these policies such as uh, know your customer, mm-hmm. yeah. a KYC or the yeah. due diligence policy. It's the same. Well, not the same, but it's the due diligence is also applied here in the Digital Services Act. All online platforms and internet intermediaries would have to comply to these due diligence obligations. On the other hand, the Digital Services Act would ensure that any user uh, should be able to flag illegal content or could also have clear means of contesting the platform's content moderation. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are talking about you know, these internet intermediaries, of course, there are several international players operating in the EU. So all these international players, such as eBay, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Google, Twitter, you know, you name it. They would all have to adhere to the due diligence rules. So you asked me if the Digital Services Act applies or will have an impact outside the European boundaries. The examples that I have stated, um, you need to look through it that it will have an international impact on cyberspace Mm -hmm. of platforms. Yeah, and now, I mean, yeah, we learned about how uh, uh, different kind of digital services would be considered uh, in the act and how the overall international community will be affected. Now, when we kind of try to look uh, 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 into the society, what do you think uh, does this service, Digital Services Act, uh, provide to the society? Um, In terms of society, you see... um... We live in a highly connected world. If you want to take a bus, you check your timings on the app. If you want to buy a shoe, you go and check out online store. If you want to travel, your first stop is generally an app to look out for cheap air flights. And now even groceries are being delivered home via apps, (laughs) you know? So all these apps um, um, that we possess, they are they also have our personal data in them right yeah but apart from personal data simrithi you know they also are aware of our most of the times preferential and financial trends yes yeah 
So for past few years, these big data troves, as we call them, they have only expanded like exponentially and their businesses have thrived by applying these fancy models on our shopping, surfing, browsing, even dating and health data. Yes. So the question is actually that all these apps to whom, you know, we when we when we when we sign up for an app, we immediately say and press the button, I agree to the terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. But the question here is, is our data safe with these apps and platforms? Mm -hmm. These platforms are a part of our of not only of our, our daily lives, but they now are part of our economies and I would say even democracies. So, you know, I'm not entirely sure if the present day policies and regulations, um, they have had capability to ensure transparency and accountability of this, uh, of the, the, the impact of these big platforms that they can have. Mm -hmm. Perhaps, perhaps Digital Services Act does not have all the answers or perhaps is not the savior, but it seems to be, a, to me at least, a step in the right direction that it at least sort of ensures that the fundamental rights of the users uh, are protected. You know, all that algorithmic trends or the competitions or the domination for the advertisements that are being practiced by the platforms, there will be an improved accountability. So these aspects are going to have a direct impact on uh, you asked me about the society and not only just as a society but also as a on the whole you know and community as well where we there will be possibilities to 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 challenge the decisions of these big platforms mm -hmm. so i just have a, a small follow-up question doctor, mm -hmm. uh, uh, dr Bukhari. so you you know you've talked about how um data usage and data protection is, is is a very important part of all of this for for us users and and society as a whole um but i have a very small uh, little anecdote like a, a few years ago i was uh, i was in one of my uh, um, classes in university and we had a guest speaker and the guest speaker was had basically launched at that time uh, the biggest uh, uh, culture and news website in the country mm -hmm. and and they were getting hundreds and thousands, maybe even millions of clicks a, a day. So they, were, so they were very big. And what they said this, was that we are not in the uh, news business or we're not in the culture business. We are in the data business. Hmm. That is what they said. So for, a, for companies that position themselves as being in the data business, um, how, how do you think that... The, this uh, act is going to affect them or to what extent will their now behaviors be expected to change? That's a very good question. You see, those who say that we are in the data business, I would like to bring your attention to something that in this day and age, we are, if there is a, let's say, a, a media empire, right? Their main, inf their main information flow is generally that they are providing news, they are providing information. However, if this is online service, then you need to see that to get this data, 
you are your some part of your information is saved over there in the form of cookies for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it is so it is the data business yes in terms of cloud services when you take a look at the cloud uh, platforms uh, there are ones that are providing photo spaces mm-hmm. there are ones that are providing um, databases there are one that are providing uh, number crunching platforms where you can take an example of excel the question here is google for for example for a long time ago already announced that we are reading your emails but only for the advertisement purposes so in this big world of data the question really is who is reading what mm-hmm. and who are they who are they further further you know uh, associated with to transfer data because when we say i told you a, a while ago when you press the button i agree mm-hmm. there are a number of conditions perhaps it might be a good idea that you conduct a survey and ask that how many of people have read the terms and conditions because within the terms and conditions you see that uh, they have clearly stated that with how many companies and how many advertisement agencies they are sharing your data mm-hmm. yeah so the anecdote that you are referring to um, uh, noor is quite an important one that they are in the data business but today data is the new currency and digital services act their their idea is to protect us the normal innocent users mm-hmm. their rights mm-hmm. you know that's the a little bit of a background that i can i can because you asked mm-hmm. that how digital services act can protect us from this point of view mm-hmm. so yes there is a possibility yeah uh, uh, uh dr bukhari adding to this context uh, what do you think would be uh, the consequences for companies if they choose to not comply with this services act like do you, uh, is there anything um in terms of consequences i think you probably need to look beyond a little look beyond as in the as in notice the provisions that this act provides um for ex- for instance the new provisions will allow access to researchers to data of key platforms Mm-hmm. For, for example i mean um noor's question in that way was important that those who are in data business mm-hmm. uh, the question is do do i as a researcher have an access to their platform but with the digital services act they there is a possibility that mm-hmm. the researcher will have a key access to the uh, to the platform to scrutinize how platform works mm-hmm. or how online risks can or may evolve so here's an important point in terms of consequences um each member state in the eu will have to appoint a digital services coordinator mm-hmm. which would be an i would imagine an independent authority which may be responsible for supervising the intermediary services that i have been speaking about in the within the member state after having all these stringent regulation in place it is expected at least this is what i would expect that the platforms and digital services providers will follow the guidelines but normally it does not happen 
However, when it won't happen, then there will be penalties, there will be consequences, and they will be in the form of financial fines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was I was reading through some of the uh, act as well, and and you know, the the EU talks about how it was like a multi-stakeholder approach to 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 sort of developing what the act is going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. From 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 civil society to governments to these tech companies themselves. But my question then is that if these people, if these companies uh, were involved in the formulation process, then to what extent do you think that they are likely to comply or to not comply? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, you see, when 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 the when the legislations go through or legislations like these go through uh, formulation processes there um, or at least at the european commission level you need to see that is it a, um, a open public consultation or is it a closed consultation generally it is open public consultation so that means that when these big tech or these bigger companies come and provide their you know feedback to this consultation it does not mean in my opinion that they are the only ones that are involved in the consultation process mm -hmm. i think the key takeaway here is to understand what kind of stakeholders are there mm -hmm. not just the i mean you you brought in the idea of these small and big organizations but I think it is important to remember who are the other, you know, uh, uh, stakeholders in the business. It could also be academia. In fact, it is not could be. It's rather a must in terms of um, um, I, I recall that a couple of years ago when the European Commission started all that process in 2020, they invited people from academia. They invited people from uh, 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 national agencies. They provided, uh, uh, they, they invited people from civil society organizations as well as the technical community to come, sit together, uh, and 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 talk about it. But what I find more like personally, what I find useful here is that European Commission not only invited this big tech or the bigger companies that you are speaking about, but they also invited international organizations mm -hmm. and the general public from not only the member states, but actually beyond the member states in this consultation process. So you see there are a lot of, uh, a lot of back and forth consult consultative process that is involved that does not only involves the bigger companies. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and a very, very quick follow-up <laughs> after this again. So the big companies, you know, if they are to, if they see the cost-benefit analysis of violating a certain principle or the certain article of this entire act, then they might go ahead and do it. But smaller companies might not be willing to do it. So do you think that the way the, do you think there's a possibility that the act might discriminate against bigger versus smaller country, uh, uh, companies or, or service providers in, in, in this regard? It's a bit too early to say, I would say, mm -hmm. because the in terms of penalties that are involved, mm -hmm. I think they are a bit severe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because 
for for example for very large online platforms or these big search engines mm-hmm. the commission's actually plans to do a direct supervision okay and if there is a case of non compliance as you are saying mm-hmm. then the fine actually can go up to 6% of the global turnover okay remember it's the 6% global turnover not the turnover made in the eu or in within the eu member state mm-hmm. so you probably need to think of this this idea that you're asking small and big when it comes to fines mm-hmm. then you will see that the the idea will actually go beyond these penalties because in this case mm-hmm. the digital services act because if a breach happened then the platforms would have to offer commitments that mm-hmm. how will they provide a remedy to what has gone wrong mm-hmm. so this is an important lesson to learn here okay right great um so just to uh, sum it up so for 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 people who are listening and who would like to know more and who would like to understand if, whether or not this act works so what, what so what, what what should they be looking at right now and in the future maybe well to begin with gdpr offers the best example you know what happened this general data protection act in uh, uh, regulation in germany uh, in not in germany but also in entire europe mm-hmm. when gdpr came in 2018 people were a bit skeptical and they were like oh maybe it won't work maybe it might it would not work it may work but then you saw that big companies like h&m or or uh, you know a notebook billiger within germany they started to receive a lot of fines for example Mm-hmm. so those who are listening the message here is that whatever has been happened or has been happening in the space in the cyberspace of online platforms where we are not sure how our data is being um you know uh, algorithmically speaking managed the companies the bigger companies would have to come forward and have to explain how they have been doing it all that fuss about election uh, stolen elections and the election hacks and election manipulations that have been the case in a number of um, countries i would say in europe uh, that would have to take um, a bit of a more serious on a on a on a serious note they would have to um, sit back and see how their algorithm has operated so far so the listeners may be interested in this space that there will be a bit of more accountability there will be a bit of more monitoring that this space on who on on which our democracies are standing on which our digital economies you know have foundations in they are not just be there where the users like you and me have mm-hmm. um, nowhere or nowhere to go to or uh, no 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 doors to knock to so i think this has this this is going to clarify a lot of confusion okay wonderful i think that's a very a uh, positive note to uh, sort of conclude our discussion on the that perhaps we are we are looking towards a more accountable uh, digital space in the future and hopefully this act provides us with the potential of that becoming a reality um thank you very much for your time dr buhari uh, any last concluding thoughts uh 
Thank you very much also for the invite, but also um, uh, also just the last one um, important point that just remember that Digital Services Act is not just about the platforms. Mm -hmm. It is about equality. It is also focusing on freedom of expression, our private life and privacy of communications that is also promised in it. And also we have heard a lot on child pornography and rights of the child. They are all also covered in there. So there's a lot to expect from this, mm -hmm. this act. Uh, but we need to see how it will be implemented. We will need to see how it will be monitored and how it will be evaluated. I think I'm quite excited to see uh, some more sort of uh, transparency in the digital space. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And hopefully in the future, we can have you again to talk about how it was implemented and, and we, we'll be having another very positive conversation. Thank you.